This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Gregory Peck. And, uh, man, I've been living in agony with it, and I was like, just cut thing off man because it hurts but man when they tell you that they're gonna cut it off it's like you lost your best friend yeah I was, off. Gonna, I was gonna say that had to be a, a pretty tough decision yes it was but i went ahead and i went along with it i got my brother my brother dropped me off and he was gonna lie it was the morning of my operation and he's like, oh, do you want me to pull you by the door? I said, no, I want you to park as far as you can and video me, man, because this is going to be the last time I walk too late. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freaking Mirpod. John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail, dirt bags and hiker trash. I'm Doc and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute to help us out. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. 
All right, let's get to this week's guest, a man with an inspirational story and some serious dirtbag goals. Welcome to the John Freaking Muir Pod, Phil Tucker. How's it going, Phil? Hey, it's going good, old buddy. I'm glad right. to be here. We're, we're glad to have you. So as we are talking tonight, uh, what, what state are you in? I'm in South Mississippi. South Mississippi. Any effects, any any weather from uh, Hurricane Ian, any kind of uh, rain or wind? Yeah, a lot of good wind, old buddy. Okay. Now, have you ever done a podcast before, Phil? No, this will be my first one. This ought to be interesting. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited. I am, too. All right. Now, have you spent a lot of time on the trail? No, not really. Uh, what different trails I have, I grew up in the swamps of Mississippi, and then I moved to Montana. And uh, I spent some trails, you know, certain. I never true through hike, but uh, I did different trails at different uh, state parks. But okay. I mainly, I mainly uh, went off the beaten path and hike in the wilderness. Okay. Now, uh, during your time on the trail, have have you been given a trail name? Yeah. Well, I got my trail name when I moved to Montana because I grew up in the swamps, and they kind of uh, associated me with swamp people. So I got the name Swamper. And Swamper. It kind of Swamper. Okay. And uh, I just go by that. <laughs> All right. So for tonight's episode, uh, should we should we refer to you as Swamper then? Yeah, that sounds good to me. You all right with that? Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> all right. Now, Swamper, have you listened to the podcast before? Yes, I have. And do you have any favorite episodes out there? Well, uh, I like Kate Cloud. <laughs> and uh, I think his name's Nocturnal. Nocturnal, yes. Yep. Yeah, I like his. I've, uh, I've watched about four or five. Okay. All right. Now, Kate Cloud, she's uh, she's been pretty inspirational, huh? Oh, yeah. I lost my leg back in 2019, and I was at a pretty bad place in my life. I was stuck in a wheelchair, uh-huh. and I was watching you. I was watching YouTube videos of places I've been, and uh, I come across her doing the PCT, and uh, I kept watching her, man, and she inspired me. And one day I said, I'm going to do what she's doing. Okay. And I said, what do I got to do to get out of this wheelchair and make this happen? And... Uh, well, first thing I had to do, I had to start walking. Uh-huh. So I got to where I'd walk from one end to the house to the other, holding on. And then I'd go outside and walk to the mailbox. And then I started walking a quarter of a mile, then a half a mile. And then I started 
walking in the swamps again. Uh-huh. In the woods. And uh it's been a it's been a pretty amazing uh, journey that I've lived. Okay. You know? Let's put a let's put a pin in that right now. Let's come back to that because uh, before we get to your story and uh talk about what you've been through and and the road to recovery and and what your goals are, um let's get to uh some of our early segments. Um, you've listened to the the podcast before, so you know about the pro tip inside of the week, and that's where I will towards the end of the episode. I'll I'll turn to you and ask you to share some some outdoor adventure wisdom with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better. Okay, okay, and mm-hmm. right now the must bring gear review. It's time for the must bring gear review, sponsored by the Ultralight Backpacking Gear Company, Six Moon Designs. I'm sure you know how this works, but let me explain it to our listeners. If you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, what is the one specific piece of gear you would insist on being packed? And if you've got a particular brand for that specific piece of gear, even better. So Swamper, now what what is that must-bring piece of gear out there for you? A shower curtain. <laughs> a shower curtain? Mm-hmm. I figured out, man, that uh, if I get in a bind and I don't want to pitch a tent, I can just cover myself, man, with that shower curtain and roll up like a burrito and uh, stay dry at a moment's notice. I, it sounds crazy, but uh, that shower curtain, man, is a must for me out in the wilderness. All right. I, I have to tell you, Phil, that is a that is a first. That is some real swamp wisdom right there, the shower curtain. Nice. Yeah. Okay. A, All right. It's time for okay. It's the hiking pole. Okay, the hiking pole. And pole is spelled P-O-L-L. This is a seven-question survey. It's going to help me determine your level of sanity. You ready for this? Yeah. Now, if I were to ask your friends or family, you know, how how sane is Swamper? What, what, what kind of score would they give you on a scale from one to a hundred where 100 is completely sane and one is completely insane? Probably about a 70. I 70. You're pretty, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty level-headed then, right? Yeah, I think I am. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you seven questions that are related to hiking. We'll see which, uh, which side of the issue you fall on. And then I'll give you a score between one and a hundred. And we'll see uh, if I agree with your your friends and family. All right. All right. First question. Pretty easy. Trekking poles or no trekking poles out there? Trekking poles. And why is that? Well, trekking poles gives me balance. And it keeps me from busting my butt. (laughs) You know, I, I am hiking with one leg, a prosthetic. And a tracking poles is a lot cooler looking than a walking cane. So I like I like tracking poles more than one reason, you know. Okay. Second question. Boots or trail runners? What do you wear? Trail runners. And do you have a, a favorite brand of trail runners? Well, I just got me a pair of Solomons, man, and I love them. Mm-hmm. And uh that's what I'm gonna stick with. Yeah, Solomon's they're they're pretty uh highly regarded out there. Yeah. It's a good shoe. Good shoe. All right. 
Question number three, when it comes to your shelter, I'm going to, I'm going to take the shower curtain out of this first for the, for the time being, uh, when it comes to your shelter, uh, you prefer a tent tarp hammock, bivy or, or cowboy camping. I prefer cowboy camping, but also I'm going to have a tent with me. <laughs> and what, what you know, makes, what is the deciding factor on whether or not you use the tent or you just, you just cowboy camp? The weather. Okay. So it's not the, the bugs. It's, it's the weather. You don't mind the bugs? No, man. I, I'm in South Mississippi. I was raised around by the we're gonna talk we're gonna talk a little bit about growing up in the swamp uh i want to i want to hear what that's like um because i as as you said you grew up in in southern mississippi you don't mind the bugs um so i want to i want to pick your brain about uh, what what it was like growing up but before we get there next question sleeping bag or quilt a sleeping bag A sleep, a sleeping bag. <laughs> okay. And when it comes to food, are you a stove guy, cold soak, or stoveless? Cold soak. Really, a cold soaker. Yeah. Now I um, I build the fire. I got a little pot, and I build the fire, but I don't carry a butane or propane or. Or nothing like that with me. I just, uh, I build a fire. But beforehand, you know, if it's hot, I cold soak. Okay. Now, take me through the fire building process. What What is what is your process for building a fire? My process for building a fire? I get me some good kindling. And I go ahead and have my wood prepared. Mm-hmm. I make sure it's dry. And what I like, we got down here what we call lighter pine. Okay. And it's it's flammable. And what I do, I get splinters off of it, and I have it with me in case it's damp. That stuff lights up real good. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I um I get my firewood and all, and uh, I build a fire. <laughs> Okay. You know? All right. Question number six. I think I know how you're going to answer this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is life better above or below the tree line? Above, man. I love the mouth. Really? I did not expect that answer from you, Swamper, since uh, you're in Mississippi. They don't have uh, very many tall mountains in Mississippi, do they? I have none. (laughs) (laughs) But I lived up north, man, for five years. So I know what it's like to be on the top of a mountain. Pretty yeah, there, freaking good. Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> there's nothing quite like that view, right? Right. Okay. I love it, man. Now, when you are out on the trail, is it more important uh, to consider your pack weight or to tr- to pack some some luxury items for comfort? No pack weight, man. Because I am hiking with one leg. Weight is very important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm tough, man. Pretty well, I call myself tough. You know, I can deal without the luxury. 
as much as the weight. Okay. So, what uh, what what kind of what, how how much does your pack weigh when you're out on a on a on a on a big hike? Right now, man, my pack my pack it weighs about thirty five pounds. Oh wow! Okay. And my go ahead. I was gonna say, what's in the pack that that makes it weigh thirty five pounds? What what are you carrying? Well, I'm carrying my tent, my sleeping bag. And uh, I got uh, my sandals in there. I got a lighter. I got uh, just uh, your basics. Mm-hmm. I got I got a sleeping bag and my fleece in there. Okay. And I got my, my K-bar. And I got my first aid kit. And... Uh, some fishing line my fishing my tackle box is also my sewing kit okay that makes and, sense yeah and uh, a couple changing the clothes that's about it man that's about it hey swamper i have to tell you that you know when you said that you you carry about you, you care about weight the pack weight because you only have one leg i was expecting to hear you know 15 pounds maybe 20 pounds I was not expecting to hear 35 pounds. That's heavier than yeah. I thought. Well, it's it's pretty heavy, I guess. But uh my um I made my old gear my bug out bag. It's straight military surplus. Okay. And it it weighed like 60. <laughs> so I guess by comparison, this is the, this is the lightweight bag then. And yeah, it is. My other one's prepared for all hell to break loose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, let me do some some quick addition here. Let me put your answers through the uh, the secret formula. I got to carry the two. Going to divide by root three. Going to multiply that by pi. And we'll adjust for the uh, the wind chill at the top of one of those mountains in Montana. And I come up with a, a solid 68. So not not too far off from what your family and friends would say. Hey man, that that sounds good to me, old bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, before we get too far down the trail here, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk nah. about growing up in a swamp. Um, mm-hmm. Let's hear about your childhood, growing up, what kinds of uh, sports and hobbies you were involved in as a kid, and and how did you get involved in in the whole hiking gear deal or the hiking deal? Well, I grew up, man, in a good home in the backwoods of Mississippi. My back, my backyard was the was the swamps, you know, gators and snakes. It was my playground, and I loved nature. And uh, nature, we live in a in a perfect world. It's people that messes it up. Mother Nature, man, nature is a working miracle. And when you're out in it, man, you see the world as it's supposed to be. And I just love it. I just, I love the woods. You get me in the woods, man, I'm like Rambo, son. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm good in the woods. I um, 
I've caught critters. I mean, I know the swamp can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. You got you got gators and you got cottonmouth moccasins that uh that will that you can't see until it's too late. And uh, just being a country boy like I am, it becomes natural to me. Just like somebody that lives in the city, man, going down the street, man, be normal to me. <laughs> but uh, when now, I grew did you have up, any, did you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got I got a brother that's two years younger than me. He's a good guy. Okay. And did your parents just let you play out there in the in the backyard in the swamp? Yeah. They let me play, man. I guess they uh they figured, man, I'd be safer there and on the street getting kidnapped by a hoodle. <laughs> <laughs> and but any yeah. any any gator or uh or, or water moccasin encounters as a kid? Yeah. I used to uh I used to catch frogs and uh, kill snakes and skin them and sell them to the rich kids at my school. Uh-huh. And I'd go out there with my head light, duct taped to my gun bar, and there he was, man, big old cottonmouth. I don't know if you know much about him, but this thing was 54 inches long. Ooh. And uh, I was already skinning them and everything, and I just had this bright idea, man. Well, I'm going to be a taxidermist. I wasn't like 12. And uh, I shot that thing, my 22 man, and he bellied up. And I went to get him, and my plans was I didn't know what I was doing. I was going to get me a razor blade and cut around his lips and cut his head and then strip him like that right there. Uh-huh. Well, man, when I shot, I didn't hit him. I hit beside him and just knocked him out. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there, and I got him on my skinning table, man. And when I went to put that razor blade to his lip, man, he come alive. When that son gun come alive, dude, he hit me on my hand, and I just reacted. I cut his head off, man. And I went inside, and my hand was bleeding and everything. And all I knew, man, if you get bit by a snake, you only got 30 minutes. Well, hell, if you live a higher than 20 minutes from the hospital, man, you pretty screwed. Well, I go in there, man, I'm trying to stay calm. I'm like, Mom, I just got snake bit. Oh, my God, she went hysterical, man. Well, the first thing we do is get that snake, man, put him in a five-gallon bucket. And off to the hospital we head. And uh, we get up in there, and there's this little old lady, man, a receptionist doing her nails and stuff, man. And her mom comes in there. She's just hysterical holding this bucket. And she's like, my son just been snake beating. She's like, man, we're going to fill out some paperwork, you know what? She said, I don't know, man. And she grabbed that snake and just slung it like water was in that bucket. And that snake, man, was doing all this. And uh, I got me some help. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I've been snake bit, man. I've been snake bit five times. Five I times. Don't even, yeah, I don't even count the nine poisonous. But, uh, yeah, and I had me a gator encounter. It was a pretty good one. I, um, I helped catch and relocate alligators. Okay. And when I was young, 
you ever drank any moonshine? I've had a, I've had a, a taste a, a couple times, yeah. Well, man, the stuff that I make, you can crank a car with it. So I'm telling you, well, anyway, <laughs> this is what I'm telling you what not to do. You know, okay. On that moonshine, man, me and my buddies, man, I decided I wanted me a pet gator. I done had two, but I wanted one about five foot. Didn't want a humongous one. I was on that moonshine, and I knew an old dead lake, a gator hole. That they was a few small. Well, man, I'm tanked up pretty good, and I got my buddy, man, and there's a log sticking out, and I got a, some chicken pot. And I'm on the end of this log out in the water, man, throwing chicken down there. And there it comes. Well, I couldn't tell, man, how big that joke was, man, until I dove on him. When I dove on him, I knew I done messed up, man. But the when I when I grabbed on to him and he started doing like that, the way he ended up and the way I ended up, man, I could kick off of him with my leg. And man, I made it to the bank, man, and uh I realized right then I'd messed up. Now Swamper, but I didn't hang, on, get hang, hurt. hang on a second, Swamper. Let, let me let me get this straight. So you went to this this lake, you went to this gator hole. You knew there's some gators there. You're looking for one that was about five foot. Yeah. And you had you had some chicken parts with you. You threw the chicken parts in there and you saw something and you, you thought, okay, that's the one. But it was yeah, it, I, I take it it was much bigger than you expected. Yeah, he was about nine, ten foot. He was longer than I was. Holy smokes. Yeah, man. So when you drink, you know, if you're gonna do something like that, man, wait till you sober up. Cause uh, that moonshine man will make you you know. <laughs> And I'm country, but I'm not that country. But, man, I put my mama through it, man, when I was a kid. Yeah, she but, was always she was, she was was always on uh, on on edge, waiting for the next misadventure. Yeah, but, you know, it was till I got older that uh, she really started running. As long as I was in the swamp, she knew pretty much that I could pull through. No matter how crazy it was, I could pull through whatever I encountered. And uh, I have, man. I broke my neck in that Bocahoma Creek is what runs behind my old house. And uh, that's the creek I grew up on. And... uh Man, I've been baptized in that creek. I broke my neck in that creek. That old creek, man, is like my my church. <laughs> now, how did you break your neck in Bocahoma Creek? I don't think bad, man, but I was talked into going skinny dipping. And uh, I dove off this bluff, man. I'm talking about millions of times. And there's two roots that comes out on the edge. And uh, I was running through there, man. was going to dive off in. I knew I messed up. When my fingertips hit that root, I knew I done messed up, buddy. I head-butted that root, man, from about 10 foot off the water. Here I am naked, man. You know, and I... 
and I come to, I remember the moon. And I'm up on the water, and I see the moon, man, and I'm floating up. And uh, I'm like, help, help. I'm in, the, I'm in a bind. And they thought I was just fooling around. But uh, come to find out, I wasn't. And they had to take me downstream to the boat ramp. And I couldn't feel my legs. But something about the angle of that boat ramp, it was a 45. I had my buddy on this side, two chicks on this side, man. And I don't know what it was about that 45. But I started feeling the end of my toes. And by the time that I got to the top of the boat ramp, man, I can walk. You know, call it fate, call it the angle. I don't know, man. But I'll tell you what, I went to the doctor, the emergency room. They did x-ray and come find out, man, I fractured my neck. So uh, that kind of dinged me out of being in the army. That was my, I was wanting to be just, you know, but... Uh, yeah, it broke my neck, and I was in the neck brace, man, for a year. Holy cow! Now, um, when when you you broke your neck and you came to, and you're you were you're kind of floating up, and you saw the moon, are you sure that was the moon and not another skinny dipper? No, man, because uh, <laughs> they were scared of snakes, man. I was trying to convince them, oh, don't be scared of snakes. I scare them off. I ran ahead of them, and uh, that was stupid. I was thinking. <laughs> There was you know, nothing, that, nothing. You're, you're convincing there was nothing to be afraid of, and you, you showed them by breaking your neck. Yeah, you know, if I, I was trying to scare the snakes away, you know, where <laughs> they would get the water with me. You know, I could kind of lead the way. I ain't never been much of a follower, old buddy. <laughs> but I really felt bad, man, because they carried me off this boat ramp, and I'm naked the day I was born. <laughs> you know. And I was messed up, man. I wasn't in the emergency room wearing nothing but a towel. But, uh, yeah. And, and I'm telling you, man, you, 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 that moon's trying to get you, man. That's the, That's been my downfall. I don't even drink no more. But uh, used to. I made me some shine and didn't go do some crazy shit. But uh, Now, Swamper, was, was, that, moonshine, was Moonshine involved in that story as well, the skinny dipping story? There was some Moonshine there? Yep. <laughs> that's how they got me to go <laughs> you know the title of this of this episode the the, the the top contestant for the the title of the episode is the dangers of moonshine at this point yeah man but you want to know what they go and make moves about this stuff man like moonshine swamp people duck dynasty and it just makes people like me man you know well well, hell, man, you know, we done got the attention of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I think you I think you should pitch a show to Hollywood, and we call it uh, Skinny Dipping in the Swamp. Yeah, I guess so, man, but uh, I don't look like I did 20 years ago. I wouldn't want to go. All right. Yeah. Now let's let's talk a little bit if you're willing. You know, I know yeah. that uh, from our our uh, correspondence, you talked about you know straying from your roots and and maybe taking the wrong path. You yeah, know, you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Okay. Uh-uh. As I got older, you can't tell it now, but I become a competitive bodybuilder. 
and MMA fighter. And that was my ambition. But somewhere along the way, man, I got involved in gangs and violence. I was a shot caller in the most notorious white gang in America. I'm not going to say the name, but I was pretty much bad news. And I was uh, I was staying in the cities on the streets doing bad things for a long time and forgot about my roots. And my old grandpa told me, he said, boy, you're making us look bad. And I said, Pop, I don't care. And he said, you should, son, because uh, you carry my last name. And, you know, it took a long time, man, for that to stick. But I was. I was sitting there contributing to what's already making this world a bad place, man. And it stuck to me. It come back to me what my grandpa said. My name is my legacy. It's what I'm going to leave behind. Mm-hmm. And nature's perfect. Nature is the way it's supposed to be on this world. We have free will. We got a choice. We make a choice to be anybody to do anything we want to. I moved to Montana. And when I moved to Montana, man, I really got into the mountains and really got into nature. Nature started talking to me. And uh, I got into gold panning. And that's what I... Before we get to gold panning, Swamper, did did you move to Montana as a conscious decision to remove yourself from that kind of lifestyle? Was that was that the solution you came up with? Yes, it is. Because Montana's one of them places, man, that you uh, that the rich folks from the neighborhood got to go see. But why not live there? I, I'm an iron worker by trade, and uh, everything just fell in my lap, man. And uh, I got to see some stuff, and I got to climb a mountain, and you know. All my old gear was camouflaged, man, because I didn't want anybody to see me, man, where I was, in case I found that honey hole, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I I pretty much, man, just looked like a commando going through there, man, with my OD green backpack, man, with my camo on. And then I, man, some of the nicest people, oh, my God, man, just hiking. And the... When I was out in the wilderness, I wasn't really around no hikers, man, because I was off the beaten path. But like Theodore Roosevelt State Park, Glacier, Rocky Mountain, that's when I'd be around the hikers. And I thought to myself, man, you know, here I am with my military surplus, man, and they all colorful, man. And I could always see them, man. Because to me, they look like m and <laughs> you know? But now I understand, you know, my gear now is colorful. 
That way, if something happens, I can be spotted by a helicopter. You know? So I really don't make fun or, well, I never did. But, man, some of the people, and you ain't got to be no hardcore grizzly. Adams be out there, man, hiking. Man, you can be out walks of life, man. Because I've seen old people, man. I've seen little children, man. You know, we all get something different out of it. You know, and to be honest with you, to me, it's easier than hiking in the swamps. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, me being country cornbread, man, you know, I mean, I get out there uh-huh. and it's pretty on me. And then being different. When I come across people, man, they hear me talk first thing they say, man. Hey, you ain't from around here. Nope. (laughs) You you said you're you're panning for gold in Montana? Yeah. And did you find anything? Did you did you find that honey hole? For silver, I did. I found 14 ounces of silver. Okay. I didn't much I didn't much on, on my gold though. I didn't much get past, man. I didn't get no nugget. I got little grains, you know. But, uh, yeah, I found that honey hole. I tell you what, I got me a big old rock, man, and pushed that rock off and landed on top of it where nobody else could find it, man. But that's in Wyoming. So I can go back, man, when I'm down on my luck, man. <laughs> I that's love that's your That's your backup plan. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about what happened in Michigan and how you've uh, come back from that situation. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water. Using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. With the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it, Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, go wild, live young. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place, for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. 
video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Welcome back. And we're talking to Phil Tucker, a.k.a. Swamper. And uh, talking about growing up in the swamp and, and some of the adventures uh, that uh, arose out of that situation and uh, his time, a little bit of time in Montana and Wyoming. I also understand, Phil, that you, you spent some time in Washington, the state of Washington. I did. I stayed in Washington for about a year in a little place called Kettle Falls off the Columbia River. And uh, that was pretty interesting. That that become my most favorite river. It uh fishing and all the eagles, man, that just reefed there, and watching them with your own eyes sweep down, man, and catch fish. And uh, I met some interesting people, man. You know they uh, they legalize. I'm not a weed smoker, man. But uh, I ran across, man, a bunch of people, man, that like to sit on the riverbank and smoke weed, man. And uh, I don't know. I enjoy talking to them, man, because uh, I don't smoke weed or nothing, man. But we're kind of on the same channel. You know, I just uh, I could relate to them. And I think they could relate to me, man. I don't know, man. But uh, You guys hit it off. Yeah, we hit it off, man, you know. Because I used to smoke weed back in the day, but I don't know more. I done straightened up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. It just, uh, I guess being legal takes the fun out of it, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? they ain't legalized down here, which I don't smoke. Any- back when I smoked it, man, it gave, man, it made me want to go do something. Man. Now, man, it won't. Makes me man want to watch TV, man, and eat popcorn. <laughs> Swamper, you you've got an edge to you. You know, you, you like to walk that that fine line right on the edge of uh, of, of of what's uh, what's right and what's wrong. And so they they made that legal, and you said, "I'm not interested anymore." Yeah, I ain't no altar boy, but uh, I strive to be a good man. You know, and like I said, it's tough. I'm not perfect, but uh, if somebody, man, has been through it, man, I can probably relate in some shape, form, or fashion. But uh, you live and learn. You get scars and tattoos and everything. But, uh, yeah, that was my – the Columbia River, camping and hiking – Every chance I got, I actually found a little bit of gold particles, man, off the Columbia River. But that's about the extent of that. Yeah, always on the lookout for some gold, gold or silver, huh? You bring your pan with you? Yeah. Huh? You bring your pan with you? Yeah, man. My pot, my pan is part of my whole hiking gear, man. You know, looking for that nugget. No wonder it's 35 you know? pounds. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you know, my pan's made out of plastic. I ain't got one of them old-timey ones, so it don't really weigh much. About the size, it weighs about as much as a two-liter Coke bottle. But, uh, yeah, I started watching Gold Rush, and then I'm like, man, I want to do that. I want to be like them old prospectors back in the old days, you know, and do it like them. Swamper, I was just going to say, you, you seem like a, a man from a different age. I was going to ask if uh, if you had the chance, if someone gave you the choice between two things, going 100 years in the future or 100, 100 years in the past, which one would you pick? Man, the past. I knew, I, I knew for certain you were going to say that. Future is going nuts, man. I don't want to be no part of it. You know, I, I like being simple, man. I, I like I like how grandma and grandpa thought. You know, I like what they stood for. Mm-hmm. That's the thing from the past, man. I I can't be programmed by what society says right and wrong, man, because I don't jihad with it. What I think's right kind of goes well. I ain't no choir boy, man, but we got a man. It's called the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very simple. And if you want to see a miracle, go out there in nature and watch the 5D work in the 3D, man. See what nature tells you, because that's what's real. Mm-hmm. And there ain't nobody mess with that. Man cannot, Mother Nature's going to have the last word. Yeah, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong. And what, uh, what, what brought you to Michigan? How'd you end up in Michigan? Well, work. My company that I was with went bankrupt. So the CEO of my company asked me that I would I like to move there. And I really I've always wanted to see the Great Lakes. And uh I went and work was kind of scarce. But uh I ended up, man, just doing odd jobs. You know, I, I still living off of what I made working in the oil field. But uh, the Pekoski River, it was snow. And uh, I fell off the banks. You know, I couldn't tell really how the bank went for all the snow and it collapsed on me. And when it collapsed, man, uh, it it swooped me down for about half a mile before I could climb out of it. But uh, that's what I was doing. I was working and uh, playing on on the rivers and uh, the Great Lakes. And when the, when the leaves turn colors, oh, my God, it's like a paint, man. I, I love Michigan. Until I fell in that damn river. And so what was what was the impact of, of falling in the river? Is that what led to, to your leg? Yeah. What happened? Well, when I got, when I rushed down, it was cold. It was probably like 20 degrees. And uh, instead of going to the hospital, I knew that I was freezing. But I thought, man, when I got back, to my house, I thought I could get, I thought I could get me a warm shower, man, and eat me some chicken noodle soup, man, be good. But uh, the damage was done, and then I was 
steadily working because I had to work. And this happened on a Saturday. And I had Sunday off. And uh, little did I know, man, that my foot was right. I knew it hurt. But, man, I don't really look at the bottom of my feet real, you know. I clean them and all. But uh, it was bad. You can see the bone. And uh, I stayed in the hospital for a couple months, man. I got out, and all it was doing, it was still bad on the inside, but it grew over. The skin grew over, and I didn't realize how bad it was. And I knew I needed to come back down south where it was warm to try to save my foot. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I um, I come back in the city. And then what ended up happening with your foot? Well, I fought it, man. I fought it for like right at two years. And it get to a certain stage. And then it get bad. And then I go to the doctor and get it back to a certain stage. And they told me one day, man, they said that I had infection in my bone. Mm. And, uh, man, I've been living in agony with it. And I was like, just cut the thing off, man, because it hurts. But, man, when they tell you that they're going to cut it off, it's like you lost your best friend. Yeah, I was going to say that had to be a, a pretty tough decision. Yes, it was. But I went ahead and I went along with it. I got my brother. Man. My brother dropped me off, and he was going to like It was the morning of my operation. And he was like, do you want me to pull you by the door? I said, no, I want you to park it far as you can and video me man because this is going to be the last time I walk two legs it was pretty emotional and uh, they did the surgery and they uh, I come back out of it man they get, didn't give me nothing for pain and it was like they was hacking it off all over again man and it was just terrible they didn't want to give me no pain pill. I guess I looked like a hoodle, man, you know. I didn't want to give me no pain pill. <laughs> got out, man. So I was just turned back that money child. And, uh, yeah, rolling around in a wheelchair, man, with one leg. Now, how long, how, how long ago was the operation, Swamper? It was a little over a year. Wow, so just a year ago. Yeah, but I ended up getting cellulitis in my nub and the kneecap. So I nearby lost more of it. Oh no. Yeah. I was in a pretty bad spot, old buddy. You know, I was at that fork in the road. Mm -hmm. Where do I go from here? Do I give up? And it wasn't really doing me no good, you know, getting on YouTube at first, looking at places that I've been, because I've, I've covered some area, but it was just like, okay, here you are. 
in this wheelchair, man, and this is what you used to do, and this is who you used to be. And it was a bad spot, old buddy. And is that when you found Kate Cloud? Well, I was watching Into the Wild, and it was on that scene, man, about Slab City. And uh, I was going on YouTube, man, just to check it out, what Slab City was really about, and guess who I came across? Who's that? I came across, I came across Kate Cloud, man. And I don't know what it is, but I just started, I started following her, and then I started subscribing. And I'm like, all right. It was her PCT 86, day 86. And she's walking through there, man, you know, just all sweet, like kind of in between Laura Ingalls and Swiss Smith. I mean. Uh-huh. Now, now Phil. Phil, if you had the chance to talk to her, do you have, do you have some questions that you'd want to ask her? I don't know. I mean, I, I cross that bridge when I get there. All right. You know, you know what? Let, let's get there right now. All right. Because I've invited a special guest to the podcast right now as we're recording and joining oh. us at this moment. She's logging on right now. Can you see her there? Mm -mm. Okay, <laughs> I've got we, we now have Kate Cloud on the episode with us. Kate, thank you very much for joining us. I've got Phil Tucker with, uh, on the on the air with us. And his his uh, his trail name is Swamper. He's grown up in Mississippi. He had, <laughs> had an unfortunate accident in Michigan where it, it, he had some. Uh, uh, a spill and some cold weather and some cold water led to problems with his leg. And he actually had to have his, his leg amputated. And he says that it was you that were the, was the inspiration for him. He came across your YouTube channel and it was you that kind of inspired him to uh, get back after it and set some goals and get back out into the, in, into the, the outdoors. So Kate cloud, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, go ahead. I, I've done too much talking already. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kate. No, that's oh. freaking awesome. I mean, that's, there couldn't be a bigger compliment, <laughs> you know? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I've talked to Phil a few times. Um, he's messaged me a few times, and hi there. <laughs> and I think it's inspirational what he's been doing in himself. So I think uh, all said and done, he's actually going to inspire a lot of people himself. <laughs> takes a lot of courage to keep on and not giving up after something something so you know traumatic i couldn't imagine yeah it's pretty tough I think, I think my sound is a little delayed here I thought <laughs> that's okay you're doing fine and before before you came on i asked phil i said uh you know if you had the chance to talk to kate cloud what what questions might you have for her and he said, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And I said, well, let's go ahead and cross that bridge right now. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. I mean, she is a big inspiration to me. And I started following her on uh, Instagram. 
And when I started, I just, I didn't have no pictures. I just, I was just on there. But uh, a buddy of mine said, why don't you just post some pictures and your story a little bit? Well, I did that. And I really didn't get too much response from the hiking part of it. But the amp, the people that's lost limbs and stuff reached out to me. And what really made it worth my while, I, I hadn't seen everybody that, that follows me. I don't have as many as Kate, but uh, this woman messaged me and said she's got a nine-year-old little girl just going through what I went through. And her being a mama, she uh, monitors her uh, internet activity. Mm-hmm. And her mama said, man, that I, I inspired that little kid. And, you know, that right there showed me, man, that I can serve a purpose greater than myself, you know. And I pray about it. And uh, I'm good. I'm going to do the PCT, man. I went from a wheelchair to, and man, I'd watch Kate, man. And I, I'd be like, I'm just go for a walk. And I'd watch one of her. I had me a dang Kate Cloud marathon, man, for a whole solid weekend, man. I'm telling you. And I'm like, man, my buddies, man, they think, God, man, what lit the spark under you? So it's very important. You can touch others the way I've been touched, man. Man, when I wheeled up, we got one store in my small town. And everybody looking at me, man, thinking I'm going to commit suicide and all kinds of crazy. Man, I wheeled my wheelchair up in there, and it was around lunchtime, you know, when everybody was just sitting there. And I said, I want y'all to look at me, because next time I come up in here, I'm going to walk, man. This is where I'm at. And you know what? When I went in there between watching Kate Cloud, man, and that promise I made to the citizens of my own town, son, I walked up in that song of a gun. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm doing. And now I can do anything. I'm not handicapped. I mean, I'm not even in a wheelchair, man. I can walk five miles right now. And uh, I'm going to do great things. I'm going to hike the PCT. I'm going to be the first one with a prosthetic to do it. You uh, know, Swamper, I just... Swamper, I, I don't want to speak for, for Kate, but uh, as you're telling that story right there, I just got chills. I just got chills listening to that. Yeah. And the, the, the funny part is I know there's a lot of different kinds of marathons out there, but the Kate Cloud Marathon has got to be one of the best ones. Man, it was good. <laughs> Man, I can never about tell you everything, everything that you lay it out. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much know it. And I'm going to watch it again. When I'm out there, I'm going to have two battery packs. One to start my YouTube <laughs> channel, the other one to watch you. Because uh, that's good stuff. That's real stuff. Now, Feather, you, Feather, you, heard, him, you heard him say that uh, he, he's intent on doing the PCT. He's going to do it. What what advice would you have for him? 
Um, it's a lot of it's mind over matter. You know, I feel like when your body feels like it doesn't have anything left, it's all about your mental power at that point. And if your mental power is down, you got to let your body take up the slack. So it's a give and take, but you got to reach for what's strongest at the time and find that balance, you know, and it's just how bad you want it. I mean, I think anything is possible if you want it that bad. And he's there's millions of stories of people overcoming such huge obstacles I mean I never talked about it but maybe a handful of times but I mean I'm not I'm not considering myself disabled by any means but I have no clavicle on the left side every time I've carried a pack across every single one of these hikes I only could use my right shoulder and my hips like my left shoulder did nothing I mean, if there's a will, there's a way you just, you, it's how bad you want it. And, and it, it is, it's a mental game and it's, I have no doubt he'll be able to do it. <laughs> it'll be awesome because I unintentionally inspire people and he'll unintentionally inspire people. And that's what we're supposed to do. I mean, that's what mankind is supposed to do for each other is to lift each other up and to keep each other going. And, you know, it's, that's part of it. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be. And it doesn't matter if you get anything back or if you ever find out, but it, when you do like this, it's, it's pretty epic. It's pretty special. It is. I think I cut out. <laughs> no, we, we, we got all of that. That was, that was great, Kate. Thank you. Good okay. stuff. <laughs> all but right. Do you have any other questions or, or comments for Kate uh, Swamper? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, darling, you're so welcome. Thank you. I mean, it goes both ways. It really does. I mean, when I started my YouTube, it was for my daughter solely. I had no idea I would affect anybody. And I know without a doubt in my heart that you're going to do the same thing for others. Like, if you're just who you are and you have that drive, and I knew how lucky I was to be able to do what I was doing. And I, I wanted to show my daughter was all. And then I started getting messages from people not far off from yourself. And I had no idea I was going to affect people like that. And it it makes you feel so, um, I don't even know what the word is, but I mean. Oh, oh, we just lost her, Phil. She cut out. I think her, her signal was uh, a bit spotty. I think she's coming back here. Hang on. You still there? Oh, we lost you. For, we lost you for a second, Kate, but you're back. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I stalled. <laughs> no, just saying that I consider myself an empath, and I feel like it, sometimes there is a shortage in the world of people who are going to help some stranger that they don't know or this and that, but then you come across these people that, you know, don't even realize they're helping others and sometimes they don't need to know and i think that's the beauty of it and you know it, it's gonna happen if if you're passionate and anything you do just this is kind of off topic but my daughter's in college right now and she kept changing her major and anyway uh to pick up where i left off i told my daughter i'm like don't do something you're not passionate about because everybody will know and you won't strive at it and you'll hate getting up every morning if you do something you're passionate about, whether it's the money maker or not, 
you're going to make the money because you're good at it and you'll stand out and you'll strive. So just do what you're passionate about. Do what you love waking up in the morning and everybody will fucking notice. Excuse my language, but it's true. And that's what's going to make people follow you and, and pay you more and appreciate what you do because it's what's in your heart. That's what it's Your heart, man, is uh, what's real. Regardless of all the Play-Doh that goes on, if you choose to be good and you look for the good in people and you do things without a motive and you're not expecting, you're, uh, you're serving a purpose greater than yourself. And that right there helps make the world a better place. And that's good stuff. Ripple effect. Yes. There is a ripple effect, <laughs> just like doing bad. But uh, yep, it's true. Nature, yeah, nature between everything coming into play. I can tell that it's God's plan for me to do this trail, and then when I get up north again. I want to summit Mount Olympia. And I tell you what, man, if you up there up north, I want to meet you in person. I think well, it'd if be I'm well. around, I would I would love to meet you. <laughs> hang hang I mean, on, Kate. Kate I think I think he was talking to me. Were you talking to me or were you talking to Kate? <laughs> I want to meet I want to meet you <laughs> in Italy. <laughs> I think it'd be worth. I think it'd be worth <laughs> hiking twenty six hundred miles to meet you. I mean, hell, for um, the reason I'm walking. Well, you know, we all go a little Forrest Gump for our own personal reasons. <laughs> Man, people tell me I talk like Forrest Gump. Y'all think so? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I, 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 a little bit. I always see people are like, why did you start hiking? And I'm like, I kind of went a little female Forrest Gump, only I'd like to think a tiny bit smarter. But, you know, <laughs> like my kid was gone well, and I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> well, I think there's an IQ of 75. And what you just gave me, a 69? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, y'all want to hear something that sounds like Forrest Gump? Y'all listen to me. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Mama always said life was like a child. Didn't that sound like Swamper, you better be careful. Your your, your trail name you might be Forrest. Like... No. Oh, man, yeah, you better be careful. I like Swamper, man. <laughs> I do. Well, you can the get other... you can get additions. <laughs> additions happen to trail names. You better be careful. I know. <laughs> I've not, luckily, luckily my name's too difficult. People, people have tried <laughs> to name, add names to my, my trail name, but it's too hard to, to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Not complaining. <laughs> Feather, I want to thank you for, for dropping in and joining us, uh, making this a, a special episode for, uh, for, yeah, for me and for Swamper. This has yeah, been great. Awesome. It was. And wow. before yeah. you go, you have to tell us you have to tell us how, how our favorite hiking goat is. How's Little Leaf? 
She's doing good, but uh, she was starving. So instead of sitting behind me like she'd normally be, she's grubbing right now out in my Jeep, um, just mowing down. I was watching a friend's concert a little earlier tonight. So uh, she she was hungry. It was dinner time. <laughs> she's doing nice. good, though. Health-wise, like everything's passed. She's in the clear. Uh, I think I freaked some people out today because I was like mass flooding our or her Instagram by catching it up. Um so they call that photo dumping. <laughs> uh -huh. um, might be doing something with Pepsi. So um, I know there'll be a flood of people to her page. So I needed to catch it up really mm. quick. And they were go they were everything was going on my Facebook. And I think people thought she was sick again. So I'm like, no, no. Let's turn off. I don't know why it's doing that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. thank you very much. Take care of Little Leaf. We'll look for updates. All right. Sounds good. Y'all have a great, great fun time talking on here. I know it'll be entertaining. I can't wait it's to see it. Talk to you. <laughs> you too, darling. Have fun. You too. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. I hope that was okay, Swamper, that I invited her to, to come on the episode with us. Man, it was. It was just great. She's kind of like my, uh, my inspiration, man. I, I mean, I subscribe to her. I comment on there, but you know, I can't. It's it's hard to really just tell somebody how grateful you are. Mm -hmm. And I really, man, I'm really grateful for that girl. She helped heal a stranger without even knowing. Man. And you, you know, had a, you, you had a you had a similar impact on on others out there. That little girl out there. So that uh, that's full circle. That's awesome. It is. And, you know, I want to say this, through Instagram and, and all, man, I, like I met you, and I, have you ever heard of a Second Chance? Second Chance, I believe so. He, uh, he hiked a PCT and he was trying to lose weight. He was a little obese. Second Chance Hiker, yeah. He was, he was a guest on the podcast. Yes, I've talked to him. Uh, He's an inspiration to me. Yes, and uh, backpacking, backpacking in the Pacific Northwest, man. I, I love all their pictures and stuff. And I just wanted to throw them out there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Hey, Swamper, you know where we are? Or. <laughs> Inside of the week. Yes, we're at the Pro Tip Insight of the Week. This is your opportunity to share some outdoor adventure wisdom with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better. So what uh, what bit of advice do you have for our, our listeners? Don't drink moonshine while you go hiking. Always be aware of your surroundings. Always expect the unexpected. I always think of the what is and prepare for. Okay. And and that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. No no advice about skinny dipping. Do it during the daytime. And don't drink moonshine before you do it, you know. I know it take off the edge, but uh Sometimes, man, when you when you in that swamp, you gotta think clear, even if you're naked. But uh, especially it's if you're naked. In there. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Because uh, that can be embarrassing. Words to but, live uh, just uh, be proud of who you are, where you're from. Take in what comes natural, man. Okay. Observe your surroundings and uh, get out there, man. I, the only thing, I'm not smart, man. But I tell you what, there's two things in this world that you got to know. You got to know the difference between what's real and what's bullshit. And there's people with college education that ain't got that figured out. Just know what's real and know what's played, oh my. All right. You said two things. Was that the first thing or is that both of them right there? That's both of them. Okay. Both All of right. them. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> So there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Swamper. I want to thank him for joining us this week. Swamper, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures? Well, I'm on Instagram at Swamper9 and I haven't started my uh, YouTube channel yet. I'm going to wait before, right before that I go on my adventure and uh, it's going to be under Phil Tucker. And uh, I'm going to make sure, since there's children watching it, I'm going to make sure, man, that it's, uh, that it's suitable. I want to I wanna do a, a, some kind of body cam or GoPro. That way I can show my struggles. It's going to be raw. It's not going to be too edited. But... Uh, it's going to be for all audience, all walk of life. But uh, Phil Tucker, Swamper 9, that's me. All right. Remember to check out the pod on social media as well. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you have comments or clips you want to share, you can send it to me at johnfreakamir at gmail.com. The Adventure Media Recommendation. Hey, Swamper, I'm also looking to you to share a recommendation for a book or a movie or a documentary, a website, maybe a YouTube channel uh, to help keep our listeners connected to the outdoors. We're calling this our adventure media recommendation. What do you what do you suggest for the folks out there? Wild, call of the wild, into the wild, 50 shades of green. No, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't watch too much TV. But uh, I like uh, I like National Geographic, the Discovery Channel, the History Channel. Mm-hmm. But as far as movies, I like I like things that are based on true stories. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get into Superman all that. You know, I just I don't know. Okay, what's a what's a better watch? What's a better watch for our, our friends out there? Is it? Uh... Swamp People, or is it the uh, Kate Cloud YouTube channel? The Kate Cloud YouTube channel. Because I think hers is less choreographed. Man, they be saying, man, they caught a dang 13-foot gator, man. A 13-foot gator, you need a winch to get that son of a gun in the boat, son. I'm going to tell you, I can't, I got one, man, that was 13-6, man. That son gun boy, 22 inches, man, from jaw to jaw. And they sitting there, man, they making it. They making it all just rah, 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 
God, man, you know what? First off, that son gun ain't 13 inches, man. He ain't but like three inches across his eyeballs. And then when they pull him up, you know how he'd show that gator man just going all crazy? You ease that line up. And when that sun gun surfaced, you got it. But it's choreographed, you know? Yeah. I don't think I don't think Kate's is uh, that choreographed. Hey Phil, do me a favor. Hold up both hands in front of the uh, the camera here. Let me see. Do you have all your fingers? Yeah, I got it. One. You got all the fingers. Okay. There's ten in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey. Five toes, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Only five toes. All right. Hey, on to our last segment. What have we not asked you? It's called "What Have We Not Asked You That You're Dying to Tell Us About." What what, what other stories do you have out there you want to share with us? I don't know, man. What do y'all? You want to? You want to hear about a bear encounter I had up no? Absolutely. Well, I'm on I ninety, man. I'm headed. I'm headed to uh, Seattle, man, because I want to go in the Space Needle, and I'm in between Missoula and Kellogg. And I pull off, man, and you know, it's wintertime. And I got all my food in bed, the pickup truck, using it for a refrigerator. So I pull, man, I find me a nice little scenic place off of 90. And I'm laying there. And all of a sudden, man, you know, it's bouncing up and down. Man, I look, man, I down brown bear man bad my pickup truck i'm talking about he's standing on the back of his legs and his fronts over and man he's he's eating my darn food man you know and then i'm saying oh my god what do i do man i'm thinking man he's not gonna put in hibernation man it's like dirty blow outside and then i hear <laughs> And man, I look out that side one of mine, and I'm telling you, his head was that big around. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what do I do? You know, I've seen bear on TV and in zoos and stuff, but these was out in the wild, and they were brown. You know, I mean, good gracious. I've seen black bear, man, but grizzly. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what do I do? Man, because I ain't, but you know, your, your windshield window ain't but about that thick, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waking up. So I turned the truck on and honked the horn. And uh, they walk off, they don't run off, they just walk off and look at me, man. And dude, they ate all my dang snack cake, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I let them have it. But uh, that was uh, that was my bear encounter right there. I'm scared about now mountain lion. I am not scared of a cat. Son. I had a mountain lion for twelve years. I I want a snow leopard, man. That is my dream cat. But I can handle cats. But bear, I'm a little nervous. I've been googling on it a little bit. And I, I'm definitely going to add my 30 pounds, man, with some uh, bear spray. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to wake up in the morning. Oh, my God. That's my only bear encounter. Okay. All right. Well, hey, that is a wrap from the John Freakamere studio. Any shout-outs to friends and family, Phil? 
Yeah, man, I want to say hey to my town. I want to say hey to my family. And I want to say hey, man, to my buddy David. Man, he, he's been my friend since the first grade. So he knows me pretty good. And uh, he's helping me train and stuff. And uh, it's just for all y'all men out there to support me, man, you know, and all y'all listeners out there. I tip my hat to you and I thank y'all. Okay. You make sure the whole town listens to this episode, all right? Oh, I will, man. Even the ones that ain't got internet connected, man. <laughs> <laughs> all We're right. Hey. Here. Yes. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if you've been skinny dipping in Bocahoma Creek and you're about to break your neck. The trail is the trail. Embrace trail the suck. <laughs> All right.